and welcome to Screen Vomit, baby. We're back. The boys are back in town. Uh, just the two of us, as Will Smith would say. I am Kayla Bates, and I'm here with my twin, Colin. Hi, babies. Welcome, Hi. welcome back. <laughs> it's good to just do the the yeah. uh, Will and Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are Will and Jaden. <laughs> Obviously, oh shit! I don't know who's who in this this comparison. Well, isn't Jaden genderqueer? <laughs> okay, well, I guess you're Jaden. I am more of a Will Smith. I'm a cl- I'm a traditional man. You're classically getting jiggy with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I like Will Smith. Uh, when he turned down the matrix, turned down the matrix to do Wild Wild West, have turned down many lucrative offers to do crap. <laughs> um, the- Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, yeah, classic ep with just the dang two of us. No surprise yeah. guests this week. Um, and I guess before we get into our little movie here, you know, this is the first episode that we've recorded during since. Uh, you know, uh, everything. And <laughs> our yeah. last few have been banked. So we just feel like it's a little important that we should say this podcast stance is Black Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter. That includes mm-hmm. trans Black Lives, mm-hmm. queer Black Lives, and ACAB, baby. Okay, so that's just what we think out here. Absolutely. And, um,. You know, we try and this podcast is kind of a fun romp for the two of us and for our friends that we bring in. So I want to get like too heavy on here, even though sometimes we get heavy too. Um, Mm -hmm. But here's what I want to say. This is just simple. I'm going to guess that most of our audience is uh, white people. And as myself, a white person, one of the most important things I think that we can and have to do is educate ourselves on racial issues, racial biases, um, systemic racism, things that we never get to experience, but a lot of people do. And y'all are listening to this podcast now, so I'm assuming that you're a podcast person if you're listening. So here's what uh, I want to say is that I've learned a lot uh, about those things through podcasts. So I just want to, I don't know if this is fun to listen to, but I'm doing it anyway. So I'm going to just name a few podcasts that I really want to recommend that are really great, that taught me a lot uh, about those kind of things. So uh, get your little, uh, do a pause, get your pen and paper. (laughs) Okay, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Write these down. Now you're pro. Now you're pro pen and paper. Now I'm pro pen and paper. Uh, before we started recording, we had a pen and paper situation. <laughs> um, but uh, I will also, um, I'll post these on our social media with the episode just so that there's like a thing you can look at later. Okay, so uh, three podcasts that are all the time focused on these issues. Code Switch, amazing podcast. Reveal. Um, Reveal isn't always about racial issues specifically, but they have done some really great episodes about those kind of things, about redlining, about medical racism, about prison labor, like things like that. They're always social justice issues. Um, we, we Live Here is really great. They're 
they are based out of St. Louis um, and they are kind of focused on their area's racism, but you still learn a lot from it. And then a couple episodes or a couple of podcast specific episodes or specific like limited series um, that I would recommend. Uh, this podcast Behind the Bastards is doing a, a series called Behind the Police right now, which is the history of policing in America, um, how it came to be and where it is now. The podcast You're Wrong About did a really great episode on gangs, taught me some shit I never knew. Um, the podcast Hidden Brain did an episode called called The Air We Breathe about implicit bias um, that was really interesting. Reply All did a two-parter um, called Crime Machine that was about how they come up with crime statistics that was really, really interesting. Running From Cops is a limited series about um, televised cop shows um, that was just really great. The Daily here recently has been doing some good stuff about just like current events. And then In the Dark, season one, taught me a lot about sheriffs and how that works and is fucked up and also how people, you know, lose evidence and stuff a lot. I would recommend all of those. They're all really good. I learned so much from those things. I listen to podcasts constantly and uh, it's just so important to re-educate yourselves. <laughs> it's wild how many things yeah. the older and older I get that I realize either I never learned or I learned mm -hmm. through a very specific lens that left out a lot of people. Um, so yeah. I think those things it's are really an, important. Yeah, it's important to understand that we are all, uh, whether or not we, uh, regardless of our race, we are born and raised into a white supremacist nation and a white supremacist culture. Uh, it is ingrained in us and it is up to us to identify uh, within ourselves where that shit has taken root mm -hmm. and do your fucking best to rip it out because it is the only way that we are actually going to achieve any kind of uh, national and international solidarity uh, amongst people who are uh, victims of white supremacy. So yeah, get, get, get smart. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of learning and it takes a lot of looking at yourself with a real honest lens, but it's so important and it's yep. so important once you do that work to <laughs> inflict that work on your other white friends. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Teach your white friends. <laughs> Call people out. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. There was some tweet. I, I, I feel like an idiot now. I never wrote it down who it was, so I can't credit them. Uh, but it was just like, you don't need to have 30 black friends. What you need to do is call out your 30 white friends yeah, uh, who are still utilizing racist lenses. And I'll tell uh, you, uh, I've been having a lot of these conversations lately. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's exhausting. But I've had more than a few people come back to me mm -hmm. and... You know, usually it gets a little heated. I try and stay as level-headed as possible, but, I mean, totally. the situations are heated. And these people don't talk to me for a few weeks, and then they come back and say, you know what, I've really reflected on what you said, and you're right, and I wasn't, like, recognizing my whiteness and my privilege in this totally. situation. And that is so cool, and <laughs> that just such an easy thing to talk to people and help educate people. And make real change, you know? Absolutely. 
So, yeah, that's mainly what I wanted to say. Um, you know, we could say a lot of things, but it's all been said before. I think listening to those podcasts and educating yourself is is such an important thing that, that people don't say out loud a lot. So, yeah. all right. All that being said, let's Oof. get into our yeah. damn regular podcast. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, sort shifting of regular. <laughs> shifting gears here. Um, trying to bring it back up. Uh, I, I guess we should still mention that, um, you know, normally our podcast is about movies that are in theaters. There still uh, are not movie theaters. So we've been picking um, random movies uh, that we've been wanting to watch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be Pride Month. I mean, it seems hardly worth talking about with everything else going on, but... Um, our last episode just coincidentally happened to be a Pride episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we had that a, wasn't planned. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it totally was planned that we happened to have a queer guest on for a queer movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he totally planned. Um, uh, so... You know, by the time this episode comes out, it probably will no longer even be Pride Month, and that's how good we are at planning. <laughs> so it's Pride Month in our hearts. Yeah, it's always Pride Month in our hearts. Um, so, so we picked the 2018 psycho chiller braid. Did you call it a psycho chiller? Yeah, isn't that a good one? <laughs> That's really fucking good. Damn. I know. Uh, can't say I came up with that, though. I did read it somewhere. <laughs> but I thought it was too good not to mention. Um, yeah. But yeah, Braid is the movie, and it's a lesbian horror film, uh, or a lesbian psycho chiller, I guess you could say. Um, you know, it's available on Amazon, and probably other places. I watched it on Amazon. Don't tell. Um, so <laughs> I watched it. Hey, I'm a good person. I watched it on totally ethical YouTube for 99 cents. That's cool. It's free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I watched it at work. I don't know uh, Lindsay's Amazon info, so I had to um, shell out a buck. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get into whether or not that buck was worth it. <laughs> Um, okay, I guess in this movie we have um, Madeline Brewer from Handmaid's Tale. She's also in Orange is the New Black. We have Sarah Hay from Black Swan. She was also famously in uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley's Ballet Party. <laughs> right, which one is that? Is that the ballet one? Yeah, yeah, it's the ballet. It's a <laughs> they had a series in the nineties, um, and then we have Imogen Waterhouse, who's been in nothing I've seen, so I didn't write down any credits. Sorry, Imogen. Is, is uh, that how you say it? Well, how do you think it is? I've been sitting over here going, "Who the hell names their kid Imogen?" Oh my god! <laughs> you ever heard of Imogen Heap? I always thought it was Imogen Heap, and then oh the actor, the other actress, Imogen Poots. Wow, no, it's Imogen. <laughs> I'm sitting here like a freaking idiot. <laughs> yeah, Imogen Waterhouse. <laughs> and then lastly, Scott Cohen, uh, who played Max Medina on Gilmore Girls. Don't ask me who that Hell is. Yeah. I've never watched Gilmore oh. Girls. <laughs> uh, I have. He's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us our critic scores? Yeah, cricket scores are looking uh, pretty solid for it. Um the main thing, though, with Rotten Tomatoes, there was only 19 uh, critics uh, oh, really? who reviewed it. So it out of that, though, it has an 89, which 
hey, if 19 people or if 17 people say you made a good movie, that's 17 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Metacritic was a 60, and uh, we got Google user at a 72. These nice. are all fine. <laughs> They're fine. When I was reading through reviews, it was so interesting because either the review was like, this is the worst, most most pointless, irritating movie I've ever seen. Jesus. Uh, or it was like, this is absolute genius, and the only people who think it's dumb like don't have a film degree or something. <laughs> okay, it is neither of those. <laughs> well, I don't know. So before we play the trailer, I actually just want to read a plot summary because the trailer, uh, I, li- I listened to the audio earlier, doesn't really say much, so um, okay. I'm just going to read this little plot summary. Actually, it's a little bit long of a plot summary, yeah. but I, let's just read it. Yeah. Petula and Tilda live as young artists in New York, but make a living as drug dealers. After losing their stash and money in a drug bust, which they've barely escaped themselves, they are fugitives and also in debt with their drug supplier, who gives them two days to come up with the money. To remedy the situation, the two seek out their former mentally deranged but rich childhood friend Daphne to rob her. Daphne lives alone in a large mansion on an estate in the countryside. To reconnect with Daphne and keep her distracted while planning the robbery, Petula and Tilda, the names in this movie, uh, engage, (laughs) engage with her in their old childhood games. This time around, however, they take a particularly sadistic bend. Yeah, that's the whole movie. That's basically the whole movie. Um, but also, oh, we'll get into it. Let's just watch the trailer yeah. real fast and then let's uh, For let's sure, bop. for sure. Cool, trailer. So, how do you want to do this? We'll need to search the whole house to find the safe. To do so, we're going to have to play the game. Once we get into the house, whatever she asks you to do, you're going to have to do it. No excuses. She says we obey. Mom, the doctor's here. Welcome back, doctor. Rule number one. Everyone must play. Sorry. Rule number two, no outsiders allowed. Rule number three, nobody leaves. Let's get it. Do you think it was a shitty movie? Um, here's the thing. I kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's kind of complicated. Um, hold on. I read. I wrote down a review that I thought pretty much summed it up. Okay. Okay. So yeah. here's this review from FilmInquiry.com. Uh huh. And this was this was what I initially thought, and then I'm gonna tell you what happened after. The horror flick morphs throughout its runtime, incorporating elements of torture porn, stoner film, yeah. and even a David Lynch-inspired abstraction towards the conclusion. None of this ultimately works, though, as this hallucinogenic thriller is neither creepy nor clever, but rather uniquely unpleasant to watch. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt <laughs> at first. But then, um, 
I just found it to be so confusing. Sure. Mainly. But when I was doing research on this movie, I came across a theory that kind of made some things make a lot more sense. But it's still like a theory. So we don't really know. And I feel like even then it was so much work to get to this (laughs) theory. I never would have come up with it on my own. And it's not like... It just takes so much brain work and it's like such a complicated conclusion to draw. And it's not like I want everything like spoon fed, but maybe just like a little nudge of like what's actually going on might be nice. But yeah, I just found it mostly so confusing. (laughs) Like what is going on? (laughs) Yeah. This movie is simultaneously um, wildly simple because like you read pretty much the premise there is not like there is a little arc for Mm -hmm. the two um petula and tilda the girls who are robbing attempting to rob daphne you know they end up eventually kind of teaming up with uh petula or daphne teaming up with daphne um here's an easier thing tilda is playing the daughter daphne is the mother and petula is the doctor i feel like it's easier if we just say doctor mother or daughter so from here to forth this is what's up so okay okay this is also the second time i've seen it uh i I saw this oh three or four months ago Lindsay and i just watched it on a sunday afternoon and we both were like yeah that was fine you Mm -hmm. know like it's Okay, it's it'll never be a perfect movie, especially to me, because in my eyes, a perfect movie at least has fucking something to say. Yeah, I don't think this movie had much to say. If there is so, if it, there is a message, it's too convoluted. To yeah, actually, and I like, think even some of the things it did say are kind of like harmful. Like, I mean, we'll get into it, but they kind of reinforce some like harmful stereotypes about women. I feel like with like uh, mother getting so okay. she like basically loses her mind because she can no longer have yeah. children. Like, you know yeah. how when women lose our only purpose in life, which is bearing children, <laughs> just go insane. <laughs> yeah. Like stuff like that. So sure. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is not like <laughs> it. You're right. If there is any like commentary being put forth it's either too deep or it's just like not helpful why are you saying it's like why are you yelling that you don't need to yeah and i mentioned that there was a theory that kind of at least pulled it together a little more for me but even that theory doesn't add a purpose to this film it just makes it make a little more sense so and i i do want to say a movie does not have to have a message we watched Demantino with no message, and we liked no that message. one. No message. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Fun romp. Yeah. This this is not a... Is this a romp? <laughs> no. No, this is not a romp. <laughs> There's rompy aspects. There are rompy aspects, sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, psycho-chiller aspects to it. Psycho-chiller. Um, let's... <sighs> get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. I guess okay. it, it, yeah. yeah. Well, I so I put in my notes first, because I think the thing that we should mention first is the cinematography on this film. Yeah. It stands out so much. The colors are very chosen through everything, and they and they change for certain times. 
but uh, almost to the point that it doesn't, like, some of the choices just don't even, like, why are you doing this? Like, when it goes black and white, randomly, or stuff like that, but then there are some, like, when they're, they spend part of the movie on drugs, and then everything's pink and purple, and looks all cool. Like, that's kind of neat. I had notes early on that just said, wow, the cinematography is great, and the, the shots, it's gorgeous. And then, like, (laughs) <laughs> by the end of the movie one of my last notes is like I get it you can do different things with a camera yes like that is so that's so what it is like at first you're like this is cool like they're doing yeah. all these funky camera angles and stuff um, but literally like when when you're getting further and further into the movie it's like okay we get it like you're trying something different with a camera angle or like half the movie's upside down like <laughs> there's one scene <laughs> where the camera is like spinning so, to where like yeah. the whole room spinning it literally made me nauseous it went on for so long like, <laughs> so, I respect that <laughs> so, just like, say fuck your audience <laughs> Honestly, so like ultimately it just was kind of distracting. Like Yeah. They, they did too much. They did too much with it. That's a good way to put it. There are it is over it is overly ambitious and underdelivers. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um and the mo- the moments I find myself most enjoying the movie are the simplest parts. The part yeah. where it's it's like the when the doctor first does the knee, it first in, is mm-hmm. introduced when the doctor first comes in and talks to the daughter and checks her reflexes. That's really simple, effective. It doesn't make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. but like when she hits her knee with the fucking meat tenderizer, yeah, really cool, effective. Like oh wow, this like start out on the simple high note, and then it's yeah. just. Then after that, it's the horror, like, the horror rises and falls at weird times in it. Mm-hmm. It's not consistently, like, a tense movie, because... It's not really consistently, don't... like, anything. You never really know who you're rooting for, yeah. or, like... with with everything we're saying, like, a movie can have all of these aspects, and it be fine. You could have a movie with no clear protagonist. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a movie that doesn't have... You can you can make a, an ambiguous kind of movie uh, that is you know difficult to keep track of or whatever or merely makes you think and you know you can have a movie with uh, no commentary but it it's just not done in the most effective way. Yeah, I think um, if you can have movies that are like that, but they have to have something. They at least yeah. have to have like one thing that is a thing. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. either you know. It looks cool, or it has a vibe, or <laughs> yeah, or you love the actors, or you know, like something about it has to be really solid, even if a yeah. lot of things are not really solid, you know. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I just feel like they failed to hit the mark on most of the marks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I think because I didn't hate the movie, I mm-hmm. think I enjoyed this movie. Uh, first and foremost, 82 minutes. Mm-hmm. I love you. <laughs> that is a kind runtime. Yeah, it was short, yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that. But, like, it's just, okay, I'm just, like, sitting back enjoying it, you know? It didn't, uh, shock me and, and like, uh, grab me and, like, oh, wow, what a, f- what a wonderful movie. Uh, 
but it also didn't make me feel like I wasted any time. It It's not memorable to me. It, I'm yeah. sure there is some doofus out there <laughs> who's like, uh, yeah, it's actually the best movie. And you <laughs> I guy, told you about you the reviews. Understand it? <laughs> we clearly did not go to film school. Is what this is gonna boil down to? Look, okay. Here's a, here's the thing. I went to college for four fucking years, and I, I studied social work for those four years. Mm-hmm. I am a far better social worker right now because uh, I've just like talked to clients and people I work with, and that is a fucking lesson. I have I use nothing I learned from school. School is useless. Hot take from screen vomit. I also agree that school is useless, which is why I didn't go. Yeah, no, you made the right decision. <laughs> but the thing is that a lot of um, job hirers... Um, I know, I know. ...disagree with me, <laughs> so uh, who's to say? <laughs> Your resume is just like, school's stupid, man. Hire me, you wimp. <laughs> I'm very smart, uh, so yeah, man. it's classist. We, we could get into it. <laughs> we need to run the world. You and I, we'd make it all right. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Um. So back to this movie. <laughs> okay. Yep. Hey, you know uh, what I like what? early on in this movie? Huh? They're wearing masks. They're they're doing the wear it or bear it. Something I, I thought of and wrote down as a little catchphrase for the COVID times. You wear your mask or you bear the disease. Hello? So true. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> anyway, I don't. Yeah, they're wearing masks early on. Yeah. And you know what? They're also uh, self-isolating. <laughs> yeah. This is a pro- we need to send this freaking movie to all the uh, lockdown protesters, if there still are any, um, and let Imagine. them know. <laughs> well, the thing is, things are opening back up now, so people yeah, it's... no longer... Yeah, we could get into it. By the but time this episode comes out, everything will be open, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so life's a nightmare, much like this movie... <laughs> <laughs> Where we we open up on three girls covered in blood, burying something, presumably mm-hmm. a body, um, and then it flashes, then it like zooms back to kind of what I said at the beginning of the synopsis: the the drug dealing. They're about to get caught by the cops, but they escape and they head off to their crazy friend's mansion. There is, I mean, the whole beginning sequence, there's not much to really say about it, except that there no. is notably um, their experience <laughs> riding the train. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Look. that's right. Uh, I'm I'm glad that nothing worse happened. <laughs> I know, I know. Basically, uh, uh, one of them, I think Petula. Yeah, because I have Tilda has red hair written down. Um, <laughs> Petula... Duck. The doctor is confronted by the... You ride trains. What are those people called? Uh, good question. What are those people called? Train attendant? I don't know. Ticket taker? Yeah. One of the guys. One of the train yeah. guys. Where He wears the hat. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. He, like, recognizes the doctor and, like, follows her to the bathroom and is, like, banging on, like, hey, you need to open up. And, like, she opens up and she's like, hey, I don't have a ticket, yada, yada, yada. And then, like, 
there's like kind of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like, oh, you don't have a ticket. And she pulls him into the bathroom. And then like we cut to him being like, oh, I thought it was you, goddess. Yeah. And uh, and he's licking her foot. Yeah. She's, she's like a hot on, dom. My understanding was that she was like on OnlyFans or something. I feel like she probably doms people for yeah. a living. Either way, some kind of sex work she does. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like she was a hot dom. She had hot dom energy. I would like to have that job. Being a hot dom? <laughs> well, I just want people to lick my feet and get paid for it. <laughs> I'm sure you could do it. Ask Lindsay if it's okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, I also wrote down that selling drugs seems hard. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. When they're counting all the stuff in the beginning and they're measuring and converting, and I'm just like, ay, 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 how are you keeping all this straight? Yeah. Plus, you got to know, like, the metric system. Oh, my God. I don't want to learn that. Kudos to you drug dealers out there. You're really working a job I, n- I could never Smarter could. than us, TVH. Um, all right. So they're on their way to their friend's house. We kind mm-hmm. of get these cuts with the, with the three rules of the game they're going to have to play once they get there. So yeah. rule number one, everyone must play. Rule number two, no outsiders allowed. Rule number three, nobody leaves. Those are the rules. Three good rules. Yeah. That's also the rules of my house. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Damn it! I was, I was trying to think of something. You beat me to it. <laughs> I heard you trying to work up a bit. <laughs> I heard the old gears turning. Um, uh. <laughs> so, they, um, so they get to the house. Uh, yeah. And it's their friend is there doing dishes. Both of the girls change into other outfits, and Hot Dom gets a Hot Dom outfit. Uh, she looked incredible. White shirt, uh, black suspenders, messy bun kind of deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she she there, also. There are certain points of this movie where you can really tell this has a female director. Uh, uh-huh. And it has queer energy, and you there there are certain aspects where you can really tell that it has a female director and queer energy, and uh, that outfit is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she looks hot. Yeah, very very hot. She also yeah. looks uh, like I kept getting her mixed up with old Florence Midsummer. Pugh. Yeah, yeah, it's literally in my notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. every time I would just be like midsummer. Especially at the beginning of the movie I really felt that as it went on and like more towards the end I kind of lost it a little bit and I found this actual actor. But yeah, definitely could have been Florence Pugh and still for sure, and for been sure. really cool. The order of things is kind of wild cuz things are just like interspersed scenes coming through, flashbacks are coming through. Um yeah. there's like all these different things going on. So we don't exactly know what's up, except that the, the you know, quote, crazy friend who's lives at this mansion, they're playing a game where she's the mother. Um, one of the girls who came over plays the daughter, plays her daughter. Yeah. And then the hot dom girl plays the doctor. So they're like playing family slash doctor. <laughs> and they just have these roles that they have to stick to. And the mother is also obsessed with getting pregnant. As all women are. 
Yeah, as yeah, as we all know, <laughs> chicks. Am I right? Chicks always trying to get their freaking wombs filled. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Uh, so two of the girls fuck on the kitchen table at one point. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was cool. pretty sick. So we get the flashback to when. When they're all kids, the three of them, mm-hmm. Daphne, who plays the mother, uh, in this flashback, she desperately wants to be the mother, and she's forcing Tilda to be the daughter, and she doesn't want to be the daughter, and so, you know, a ruffle ensues, and Daphne falls out of the treehouse, and... Yeah. <laughs> But the direction I thought they were going to go with that is that she hit her head and is like has brain damage. But instead, the direction that they took was um, for whatever reason, falling out of this treehouse uh, did nothing to her head, but did hurt her uterus <laughs> and <laughs> ovaries and lower abdomen situation. Uh. Uh, which like, she wasn't bloody or anything when they showed no. her. So it's like I thought it was a broken leg. Yeah, it looked like a broken leg scenario. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a really interesting <laughs> choice for them to take. It's also an interesting note that she fell out of the treehouse after, you know, explaining how she so desperately wanted to be a mother and mm-hmm. wanted this girl to be her daughter. And then the result of her fall was that she could never be a mother and can never have oh. a daughter, you know? Yeah. And as we know, this just drives women completely bonkers insane <laughs> like, if they're not able to reproduce. Look, so. <laughs> yeah, the moment my mom freaking hit menopause, she was lashing out. Yeah. I don't know why I went with that. <laughs> yeah, interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, hi, mom. <laughs> The theory that I've read, and and I feel like I'll kind of keep bringing this back into the story uh, as we kind of go through mm-hmm. things, but the theory that I've read is that there were never three girls, only <gasps> only one girl. Oh. And there is a statue uh, at the house that they show all, all the time throughout the movie of three uh-huh. girls intertwined uh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the gazebo. So just interesting, um, and and the one girl is mother, and that these other two girls are kind of either split personalities or like something she's imagining or something like that. Yeah, manifestations of her like <laughs> guilt or fear or whatever you want to fucking call it. Yeah, yeah, that theory is all well and good, and like it does add like an interesting layer to it. Mm-hmm. But again, like, you shouldn't have to dig that fucking deep for a movie to be coherent. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, what I was saying up top is for that sure. it's interesting. It does bring a new perspective. It does kind of make the movie make more sense. Like, I'll present some evidence throughout the rest of this episode, but I never would have concluded that on my own. And it's like such a, you got to stretch to get there. You know totally. what I mean? And <laughs> like, if they would have given some hint at that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I watched it with Lindsay, just like on a Sunday afternoon, like I said. And when it was over, we were, we just like, were we like shook hands. We were like, yep, that's a Sunday afternoon movie. Blim, <laughs> you and, blim, your, blam, you and like, your future wife just shook hands and carried on with your day. <laughs> yeah. Well, she sh- we shook hands uh, and she I went back that. to soaking her feet and I read the newspaper. 
Um, <laughs> no, but like in I your separate twin beds. <laughs> <laughs> I keep pushing for it. She wants the same bed for some reason. Um, Too worried I... about putting a baby in that uterus. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, back to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is all about improv. That's my big... That's the message it's sending. Because it is a total... Like, if you've ever been to an improv class or uh, uh, even fucking... If you know about improv, you know, like, the main mm. rule is, like, you always agree. Yes, and. And all that bullshit. Yeah. Pretty much, like... Uh, the doctor and the daughter, their whole game, like, their role is to just agree with mother and make it work. And yeah. like most improv, it is, it can be unbearable. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, So right after when uh, the mother, as a child, is in the hospital, we get mm-hmm. the introduction of the detective character, Detective Siegel, where he is basically interviewing the two other little girls about the accident, which kind of also leads into how it's a singular person and everything's made up. Oh, that's the second part of that. Uh, Everything's made up and it's all in her mind, including all of this. Later on, we'll see them painting and the paint Mm -hmm. brand is Siegel, which is the same name as the cop. And in... In real life, like, there would never be two, like, five-year-old girls being interrogated by a cop with no parents. But I thought about that. Yeah. Go ahead. A little kid wouldn't know that. So if she's inventing this story, then she can invent that there's two little kids being interrogated by a cop. <laughs> you know what I mean? She wouldn't yeah. know that that's, like, against the rules or whatever. Uh-huh. So there is, like possible evidence that the cop even doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, you know, I um I don't even remember what the first thing I watched when I when I first was exposed to the it was all a dream uh yeah. trope, but I just remember like I've always fucking hated it and I've always thought it's lazy and like yeah. Just and and if that is confirmed for this like it was all a dream that severely affects my view of the movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah we get interspersed um violence in here too uh a few a few times the two girls try and escape the house and Mm -hmm. the first time they try and leave the mother comes and whoops them in the head with a baseball bat and then ties them up with long braids that mm-hmm. don't exist, which is another thing. They don't have long hair. They have short hair. So how are they tied up with their long braided hair? I also feel like if you get hit in the head with a baseball <laughs> bat, you'd, you'd die. Yeah. You know, either that or have severe brain injury, traumatic. There's like a word for it. TBI. TBI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, none of that happens. And actually a few times throughout the movie, um, they get injuries that mysteriously disappear in the next scene. Yeah. So, more evidence for them not existing. Oh my god. <laughs> I am so... I'm trying so fucking hard to keep this movie in some semblance of reality. And you're just, like, plucking 
feathers off it and just, like, exposing it. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> How long do you think they are at death? Uh, uh, the mothers. How, well, how, what's the time period of this movie? Here's the thing. We'd have to jump to the end of the movie for me to tell you my answer. Okay. 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 We we'll get want- to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. So an- a little more evidence is around here that the detective comes by and he conveniently finds the pick of the three girls um, mm-hmm. and he calls them dangerous, you know, and she talks about how her parents never liked them. Um, and didn't want them around, but she is like, she being mother is, Mm -hmm. um, like staunchly defending them, (laughs) actually. Yeah. Um, because maybe they are part of her and maybe (sighs) her parents have been trying to, you know, get them out of her head since she was little. And, uh, I hate doing this podcast. <laughs> I liked this movie. <laughs> I I enjoyed it, and now I'm just like finding myself. The more I talk about it, the more I fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and she also says, "Like, aren't you about to retire? Like, you don't have a warrant to be in my house. Aren't you about to retire?" And I watched this with you know friend of the pod Hannah. And Hannah mm. was like, when have you ever had knowledge of, like, a certain cop's retirement? Like, when have you ever known that a cop was, like, about to retire? You know, you don't yeah. know. You don't know your local police department. Yeah. So, which, it just kind of le- lends more to she invented this cop. This house, this house actually is, like, a real house that you can rent for, like, weddings and stuff. Okay. It's, like a ma- it's a mansion in Yonkers. <laughs> okay, never mind. That's too far. Interesting. But it has lots of long hallways with like a million doors. They're always showing these shots of them like running down these long hallways with a million doors. I like that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's neat, but it's also like this house is so confusing. Like, I never know where they are. Like, none of the parts of the house look like they belong with other parts oh. of the house. No. No, there is uh, the kitchen, the foyer, and uh, 10,000 rooms. Um, (laughs) And approximately 40,000 hallways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those hallways just reminded me of Scooby-Doo, though. Uh, Yeah, it was (laughs) (laughs) Scooby-Doo-esque. So after Doc finds the safe, her and daughter try and escape, and Doc gets Uh hit by a car... And they wake up back in the house with a little more torture porn. A little more torture porn for us. Mother slices their faces up and... uh, We love it, yeah. Yeah. And says that she's pregnant with Doc's baby, which, as we all know, is not possible. Yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yet. So, Doc tells Mother that she needs to go into surgery. So, just before they're about to slice into Mother... The cop walks in. Oh, my God. So that nothing actually happens to Mother. Fuck. I... God damn it. I... Uh, I liked this movie as just, like, a sit back and watch something. And, yes, this totally fucking reinforces the bullshit. It's all in our head thing. Because, of course, the cop kicks open the door the moment that they lift up their knives dramatically mm-hmm. above their heads in like a like a sacrificial not like oh we're going to sacrifice her kind of pose yeah um of course it happens right at the fucking moment 
because it fits with every other kind of like shaky or totally convenient piece of plot. Yeah. So then they, you know, beat him to a pulp and then we are caught up to the opening Mm -hmm. scene um, of them burying the body, Uh, quote, body. (laughs) Because as we know (laughs) later, there is no body. Um, She goes back and digs up the grave and there's no body there. There's nothing. So yeah, they bury this body and they sit down Mm -hmm. to dinner and their faces are healed. All their wounds are healed after they were sliced open earlier. And the mailbox is open where they had previously put their cell phones and personal items or whatever. Yeah. It's wide open. And the doll is in there. The doll we haven't mentioned, but the doll they gave to the cop at the police station when they were kids. But did the police exist? You know? <laughs> or did any of that exist? You know. Uh, um, or did God Mother just have it. the doll the whole time? We also see how... When Doc was on the train, she had kissed the mirror on the train. Yeah. And then she's in the house, and the lipstick from that kiss is on the bathroom mirror. So, did the train even exist? Were they ever out of the house? Stop. (laughs) I like being a dope. I like just watching a movie and not thinking fucking critically about it, unless they spoon feed me. They're like, it might be. You might need critical thought, Colin. And I'm like, ooh, fun. And I like clap my hands together like a fucking seal. And I, I think I'm smart. Um, yeah. <laughs> this sucks. So Doc finds this book under the couch. And this yeah. is where it's a big like pivotal moment where you can really see how everything has been kind of through the eyes of a child how mother's brain is stuck like in in a child's brain mm-hmm. so this diary that she finds is like crudely written in crayon uh which details the entire like drug scenario that they were dealing with um and what happened to the cop also just like other things through the child I- child's eyes include like the paint name that i mentioned being the cop's yeah. name um, the dollhouse shots that we keep seeing with the train set. There's also like a stuffed policeman doll in the playroom. The way that mother makes the daughter's PBJ sandwich. She just is like slapping it around like I- how, how a kid would make a PBJ. <laughs> I um, wrote, I literally wrote, now that is a PB&J for a grown woman. <laughs> hell yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Ugh. and just, like, they're always playing dress-up, the injuries that come and go, Ring Around the Rosie is being hummed uh, over the movie at certain points, like, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. this. You kind of see where it's all coming from, like, a child's perspective. So, this is when Doc is finding out that she doesn't know how long she's been at this house. She's having, like, her yeah. own realization. And um, that there are, like, marks on her arms for how many times she's tried to run away and her arms are marked all the way up yeah and the daughter and the mother seem to be like on a team against the doctor now but then they're all asleep in the bath um (laughs) so it's like who's on whose team it's like all a flurry of info yeah yeah so they all fall asleep in the bath together and then they all commit suicide together (laughs) yep well, separately, but 
but at the same, you know, time. I read a theory about kind of why Mother invented these girls, too. It's possibly because she was dealing with abuse in her house. Okay. Because they have, like, the one room with hooks hanging from the ceiling. There's, like, the the intense punishments that are, like, part of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Followed by, like presence afterwards of like candles and cakes after she's tortured them and you know this article I was reading theorized that that was all like her way of dealing with abuse that she was dealing with again though like even if the problem with all of these explanations or theories is that even if they are applicable you have to like I'll, I'll be honest uh, I the the you have convinced me that it is all in mo- uh, mother's head. Mm-hmm. That is, that I believe that now. But it just doesn't. Why does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> why? Like at the end of the day, it doesn't make a fucking difference because I the first time I watched it, I didn't think of it critically at all. The second time I watched it, I didn't think of it critically at all, and it's fine. So, mm-hmm. uh, if your message or, or like your big reveal isn't even being revealed to a casual viewer uh, yeah. or like a person with an, uh, like me, like with an IQ of 150, uh, a <laughs> certified brain genius, there's a problem. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was saying, except that you said it a little with bigger words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like brain is genius. That, yeah. Is that, <laughs> you know, it's such a hard conclusion to reach that, it doesn't even feel like it's worth the work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. So we're, we're almost to the very, very end. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the final scene and this, you know, there's a little more things you can suppose onto this scene. And this is where I'm going to get into how long have they been at the house. So mm-hmm. the final scene is we see an older woman now washing the dishes. We see an old finger push on the doorbell. And then we hear the young voice saying hey mother so it's been mother washing the dishes just Mm -hmm. like the beginning of the movie it's basically the same scene happening over again but now the house how it appears in this final scene is all like decrepit it's dirty there's like broken things everywhere so there's kind of some merit to that they've maybe been old this whole time and that the young person that's that we've been shown is just how she sees herself because also if you remember like at the beginning when the two girls get to town the homeless guy of course there's like a crazy homeless guy on the corner tells petula you always come back you old witch yeah 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 yeah. and then there's an acid trip part where she suddenly sees herself as an old woman so okay there's kind of some you know, Kreensu, yeah, maybe they've I like been that. they've been old this whole time and that house has been decrepit this whole time, but they're just stuck in this, you know, wild fantasy world. Um, and that's just what we're seeing is how yeah. she's she sees herself or they see themselves or however you wanna say totally. that. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that that was an interesting take at least. Um, For sure. I would love if that were expounded upon in the movie, at least. Like, do more with that, because that's fucking cool. Don't give me another drug scene. (laughs) I I don't care. Like, I get it. If you take drugs 
things, things are colorful. Weird. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and do you think they had like the drug aspect just so that the cinematographer could get some playtime? <laughs> it didn't make sense. Like it, it's not even a fucking good link. Like because drugs are vilified, if you abuse drugs, you're vilified. If you sell drugs, you're vilified. Mm-hmm. So it, it is like a shitty way of making these, of attempting to make uh, a doctor and 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 daughter unlikable or something, mm-hmm. or uh, it, it doesn't have enough of a, an effect on the movie because. You know, drugs don't matter for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. They get there, like, they do a bunch of drugs in the beginning, and then they do a bunch of drugs on the train, uh, or at least, like, she's, like, smoking a vape on the train, and then they take PCP when they get to the house for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Done. There's no deeper meaning to the drugs. I think you're totally, you hit the nail on the fucking head. It's j- it is totally an excuse for cinematography. Yeah, it really seemed that way. (laughs) Neither of the characters seem to be suffering from addiction, which Mm -hmm. uh, that could be played out interestingly. They run out of drugs and they start uh, experiencing withdrawal while Mm -hmm. they're at this place they can't leave. Like, ooh, that's interesting. But no, it just, it's there and gone. And then the drug dealer wasn't even real the whole time, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So were the drugs even real? So then it's like, oh my god. <laughs> okay. At this point, I don't even fucking care. Oi. <laughs> yeah. So I when I when this movie was over, I'm just like, I spent so much of this movie being like, what the fuck is happening? Like nothing makes sense. I don't understand. Like they, yeah, they never kind of explain why the girls even care about each other. Like why they're so close. You know, until until you put that theory on it that they all are part of one person, um, yeah. which which you know should reiterate is never never an acknowledged in the movie. That is purely something I saw in some speculation online. Um, it's that, total, yeah, yeah. So never approached in the movie. But once you apply that onto the movie, then you can see it. But yeah, so I never saw that during the movie. I just spent a lot of time being confused and not understanding why anything was happening, who I'm supposed to care about. Like, totally. what is going on? Why is the girl even crazy? Is it just because her uterus? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like... <laughs> this movie doesn't hold up to questioning. The movie is no. only good if you watch it through uh, uh, my baby eyes of just like, <laughs> ooh, pretty colors on the screen. Okay, now this is happening. Okay, now this is happening. And, and you just view it as a, as a linear fine story with some weird uh, aspects to it but it it doesn't hold up under criticism yeah I mean that's the whole movie so did you have any more thoughts on just like the movie in general or anything we didn't talk about Uh, all the food was pretty gross they ate like flower soup (laughs) um, a bunch or uh, fruit loops yeah there was like one whole scene of the daughter just like banging her bowl of Fruit Loops with a spoon and, like, looking directly Ugh. into the camera with, like, crazy eyes on. I'm like, what is happening? I hate art. <laughs> no, I got nothing else to say. Uh, yeah. Other than I'm, I'm, I'm just disheartened. I ruined this movie for you. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah, that's okay, because I... 
<laughs> if you had not suggested we watch it, I would have never watched it again. Yeah. And I don't expect to ever watch it again. Yeah. And that kind of comes down to our what would we rate this and would we recommend it? <laughs> what, are, what are you going to rate it? <sighs> After five. everything? So when I was walking in, I was like, that was a three-star movie. It's a one and a half for me now. Yeah. Just slashed it in half. <laughs> you know, there are aspects of this movie because, like, I can't <laughs> discount my viewing experience, which uh-huh. was uh, pleasant for the most part. Yeah. Um, because I just viewed it as, at, at, at least attempted to view it through just a um, realistic lens, realistic yeah. and linear. And if there were parts that didn't add up, I just said, okay, that doesn't add up. I must be the idiot, uh, which is why ultimately I am glad that you uh, tore this movie to shreds because I feel a little empowered to be like, oh yeah, I guess if a movie does confuse me, I can be, I can call it out and say like, that sucks. Yeah. But yeah, one and a half, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> you, uh, you don't, I would say. Yeah. Watch Crawl. <laughs> I'm going to go for one star. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even going to give it that half. Yeah, one star from me. I, fu- I mean, they did a couple cool things in this movie, but overall I found it to be such an unpleasant viewing experience just because of just being confused the whole time and then not understanding what the point was. Like, it just like kind of hurt my brain. It like wasn't even pleasant to watch for me. I understand that, yeah. So, um, yeah, one star, and I would say... I mean, maybe just peep in a little bit, get some of the colors and the the angles in your eyes, and uh, maybe just watch that little sex scene. Yeah, watch that. Yeah, the sex scene was cool. Watch the sex scene and just dip, you know? I mean, that's pretty soon into the movie, so you can even just it's, watch it. It's beginning. worth the 99 cents. <laughs> just for the sex scene. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't even think... She doesn't take off her clothes in the sex scene at all. No, no, she we don't fully get any nudity. There's not actually sex happening. There's, like, imaginary sex happening. Yeah. Um, but Because even the position yeah. they're in, Mother is on the table and Doctor is, like, standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am no... I didn't see a, a strap-on and I am no... I do not claim to understand any sex other than the sex that I, a cis het guy, know. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that doesn't seem like it'd be uh, pleasurable without something. Yeah, I don't no, know. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were just having imaginary sex. Yeah. Um, but it the was moans still... The were cool. Oh, yeah, yeah was, even still was um, pretty fun <laughs> to watch. So, yeah, watch the sex scene. Don't watch anything else. It's free on Amazon Prime. You can just dip in and dip out. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, that's that. Bada bing, bada boom. We're out of that movie. Now it's time for Scream Vomit. So, in this part of the podcast, we talk about what other shit we're watching besides the movie that we are talking about. Um, so, Colin, what have you been watching? Uh, I've been continuing on watching WCW Monday Nitro, and I'm having fun with it. It is just a nice fucking thing for me to tune everything else out, um, especially, I don't know, 
I'm sure you know the wrestling world is very fucked up right now. Yeah. Um, lots of shitty, shitty, shitty wrestlers getting called out in high-profile positions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I feel about m- wrestling right now, but I know I still enjoy it. And so it's nice to have, like, an outlet, and I'm glad that I am uh, able to compartmentalize a little bit to at least let myself just relax and de-stress and watch bullshit from, like, probably the nicest time to be alive, like, 96, pre-9-11, everything is genuine, (laughs) nothing is done ironically. I'm not even trying to be, like, a yo, only 90s kids here. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, everything, everyone is doing every, there's nothing ironic and it's shocking because everything is ironic now and, it, and I'm totally guilty of it, but, uh, it's just nice for, uh, genuine shit to come across. And, uh, I guess I, I'd say I'm watching it. Lindsay, Lindsay is, Lindsay's watching Love Story on, uh, Hobo Max. Um, what is that? What's Love Story? Uh, the new show with Anna Kendrick. And I watched a couple eps, and it is just nice gruel to baste your brain in. It There's nothing complex or hard to think about. It's just uh, very easy shit to watch. Tried to Google yeah. Love Story, and it's all Taylor Swift. Uh, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's not. Maybe I got the name of the show wrong. What's Anna Kendrick? Love, love life. Sorry, love life, everyone, not love story. Oh, okay, now here we go. Yeah. Who else is in this show? Uh, no one else that I, no other names that I recognized, or faces I recognized at least, just, just the Kens, uh, who I usually uh, find very unbearable, but she's fine in this. Yeah? Oh, um, this chick, Sasha Campier, is on Veronica Mars, the new season she's also in the good place you freaking mars martian she's also on the good place everybody watch the good place cut me some schlack i'll cut you some (laughs) schlack what are you watching um i well first i tried watching space force um i watched one episode of it space force come on space force coast to coast come on you wait you really don't know what space force is Force. I'm typing it in now. I have no okay. idea what the fuck it is. Wow, you really gotta like read off that cast list. Oh yes, 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 yes. I I have seen like the I saw Steve Carell in a space uniform, but I didn't even acknowledge it. It's got the Malks. We got Malkievich in it. Damn. Here's what we got. Okay, Space Force. It's on Netflix now. Steve mm-hmm. Carell. Diana Silvers, who's in two movies mm-hmm. we've covered on this podcast, Lisa Kudrow, mm-hmm. John Malkovich, Fred Willard, uh-huh. Tani Newsom, Ben Schwartz, Jimmy Yang, all these people. There's more. Yeah. I mean, the list goes oh, on shit. and on. Yeah. Patrick but, uh, Warburton, all the guests. Yeah. There's tons of guests. There's They have like one huge comedy star guest for like every episode, I think, is their thing. Yeah. yeah the cast is fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all a like spoof on how does anybody remember TBT when Trump was starting Space Force <laughs> for the United States? Oh my God, is that <laughs> really what it's fucking about? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as oh that announcement, as soon as that announcement was made, uh, Steve Carell and Netflix trademarked the 
what do you call that a term uh, whatever space force and uh started making this show so <laughs> i didn't even make that connection that's yeah. bleak <laughs> but that's it's a comedy fucking... so it's supposed to just be funny but um my take is i watched one episode and it's a little too dry at least i mean it was the first episode i usually try and give shows like a couple episodes before i like say if they're good or bad because uh, you know yeah. you need to get your footing your character set up blah 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 but um, it was just a little too dry and a little too, like, military stuff kind of bores me. Yeah, the military is very boring. Yeah, and, you know, being, like, anti-military, blah, 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 it's like a whole thing. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just couldn't pay attention. And, yeah, it's just too dry that I wasn't even, couldn't pay attention, didn't think it was no, funny. You're, um, you're right. I'm sure it isn't. Yeah, but maybe it gets better. I don't know, but um, that was my experience with Space Force. And then I also watched the L Word, the new what do they call it? L Word Generation Q. Uh, the yeah, new, yeah, yeah. The reboot. Um, it's now on Hulu uh, for all us normal folks who don't have Showtime Premium shit. Um, no one does. Yeah, we've all been waiting for it to come on Hulu. I. Yeah, before watching it, so I watched the whole original series, you know, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever ago, years ago. But when I've been hearing people talking about the reboot, I feel like I was hearing kind of negative stuff, but uh, I thought it was actually pretty good. And um, I feel like it was a pretty natural progression for the show. It's like they fixed most of the stuff that was wrong with the original series. Like, they added a lot of diversity, which was good, because the original series Mm -hmm. was all, like, white, you know, cis women or whatever. Yeah, Um, yeah. So now they have a pretty diverse cast, and Jenny Schechter's not there anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, It was the worst part of the original series. (laughs) Um, And it's still, like, goofy, like, overly dramatic relationship, you know, goofy stuff. But, yeah, it was a fun romp, I would say. Except that, and I won't do any spoilers, but the way that the season ended was rude. I'll say it was rude. And uh, that's my only take on that. Uh, (laughs) But otherwise, it's eight episodes. They are an hour long. I just, hour long shows, man. They just really take it from me. Yeah. I just don't watch TV in that long of stints. And uh, so hour-long shows they kind of at the split each episode will be like three or four sittings of me sitting down to watch tv and it's like it might as well be 30 episodes you know what i mean so (laughs) at least this was only eight episodes uh of hour-long show but yeah i'd say i'd still if you're an l word fan uh i'd say i'd still recommend it hard to say if i'd recommend it for people who haven't seen the original they do a lot of fan service okay Lindsay loved... She watched The L Word like three years ago when we first started dating. Did she watch it? Should she watch the reboot? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm surprised she hasn't already. I am too. She got... uh, Oh, that's what I've actually been watching. What? (laughs) Been watching a lot of Vanderpump, been watching a lot of Real Housewives. Um, That's what I'm mostly watching, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah? (laughs) That's what she's watching too. (laughs) Yeah, Lindsay would love it, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah, my main qualms with the original series, which I think is still on Netflix, too, and you can totally watch that, um, was Mm -hmm. that I watched 
I, I've mentioned it several times on the pod. I've watched Queer as Folk uh, first. Yeah. It's and it came out first, but it's like one of the most pivotal shows to my life experience. I would say <laughs> the first mm-hmm. like true queer content that I took in that was made for queer people and not like you know two chicks making out and like wild things or whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> I have a really deep connection with Queer as Folk and the original L Word basically ripped off. I would say most of it to all of it, but changed it into women instead of men or whatever. Because like okay. queers folk, queers folks all men except one lesbian couple, and the original L word is all women except one male couple. And <laughs> it's like they really like the character. Like if you wrote down each character's traits, you could line them mm-hmm. up exactly with a character in Queers Folk. It was like the storylines they go through. There was so much similarity, except Queers Folk did it better. Um, <laughs> so I had that kind of problems with the original, but. You know, that being said, there just isn't that kind of... There wasn't and still isn't uh, that type of, like, super queer lesbian connections and relationships depicted in such a way Mm -hmm. on TV. So, it was important for those reasons, but, yeah, I said... I says what I says. Um, So, that's my 30-minute take on the L word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do we have anything else to add to this conversation? <laughs> I, I think we're good. I think we're good. I am losing it. So that being said, we'd like to thank Thin Swimmer <laughs> for, our themes, for our theme song. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterboxd, all the things at Screen Vomit, one word. Let me tell you something. Can you give us a little uh, freaking rating? Can we get a freaking rating out here? <laughs> Can I get a freaking rating? <laughs> Throw me a freaking bone here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's Austin Powers night again, baby. <laughs> Every time I go to our Facebook page and it says no one has rated this, I just get a little sad that not one person has given us a rating. Can you give us a freaking rating here? Hey, uh, we got freaking <laughs> on uh, iTunes. I, I'm seeing six ratings. And you know what, folks? Ah! All five stars. Wow. Do we have any notes? Oh, yeah. We got. Okay. Uh, yeah. Keep all this in, I guess. <laughs> Here's what people are saying. <laughs> July, July 2019. <laughs> oh boy, these are not recent. But oh well. Here's, here's the thing: I ha- I don't have access to iTunes. Only Colin okay. does, and Colin right. will never do this stuff. <laughs> the twins, Colin and Grandma, G R A N W M A W, and I'm spelled with one L. Actually, make me laugh. <laughs> Kayla's film knowledge is clearly impressive, but never comes off as a know-it-all. Episodes are a good length, and they get right into it instead of puttering around for half an hour like too many others. Please Aww. review Netflix, Hulu, whatever original movies, too. Okay, uh, point We're for doing that. that now. Does it say who it's from? I want to know who wrote this. Uh, from King Tide underscore. Um, I don't know who that would even be. I don't either. But they okay, gave us five stars, on. and they only lauded you, not me. So... <laughs> Uh, King Tide can eat a butt. Um, <laughs> Must be someone I know. <laughs> um, we got one from from Jeremy Bryan. It cool. Five stars. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. What else? 
from Only Love 41, who is definitely uh, uh, Lindsay's stepmom, Alicia, who rocks. <laughs> fun, uh, the title, fun to listen to, five stars. This is a solid spoilers podcast, so watch the movie first. They go in-depth into each movie, balancing the good and the bad. Colin and Gma have a great on-pod dynamic. They are obviously the most twinsy of twins. You won't regret a listen. Aww. <laughs> hell, hell yeah. And then uh, some hero named Blime uh, a year ago. What a pod. Look, lady, this is the only pod you need to know about when watching movies. You better listen and watch and hear the talk. That's the best review yet. Oh, my God. That one's so clearly you. (laughs) (laughs) What? This is great information. Aw. Thanks for giving us ratings. Yeah. Hell yeah. Here's another thing. Send us a friggin' tweet or an email or something with some movie suggestions. I mean, I got flicks I want to see, but what... What does the people want to watch? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll watch anything. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we have some stipulations, but we'll look, we'll make the calls around here. Um, So, yeah, we're at Screen Vomit, one word, on all the things. Uh, Give us a Mm -hmm. subscribe on your whatever you're listening on. I don't know what we're watching next week yet, but we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 